y'all what's up welcome back to another episode of truth carpet we are so happy to have you tuned in because now your ears are listening to us yes favorite podcast besties duo love loud llc it is me simone loud and as always i am joined by miss fan right here shakita banana we're back to that yes we are <laughs> that was unplanned i should have said shakita strawberry because i don't speak <laughs> Strawberry, blueberry. My name is Unique Love, but I go by Yaya on the podcast and in life in general. So yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here and I'm queer. Girl, <laughs> you've been watching a lot of P Valley. Is that for me? <laughs> Um, anywho, welcome. Almost so choked in my water. We have so much into you okay? I thought you were so excited to have me when you said we're so excited to have you, but you mean the people listening? Yes. <laughs> I'm we're okay. so excited to have you tuned in today. I'm also excited to have you here by my side as always. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have some great things in store for y'all today to have y'all ready. Okay. But before we get into that, we gotta check in. Baby, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm here with my best friend, y'all. I got my nails done. My wig is on secure. Uh -oh. And I got henna on my hand. We had such a great weekend, y'all. I'm just so happy. Like, I was worried about this weekend or this week, whenever y'all listening, because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's so like it's jam-packed with things that we have to do but it's just been so much fun like right. i don't want to go to work tomorrow I, really, I don't want to either <laughs> oh my goodness but we got plenty to make and some i guess <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel really great I, i'm just excited about this episode excited to get into the poetry mm -hmm. excited to get into the content excited to learn some new things i'm just like i'm just happy okay Mary J, if you're listening, I just want to be so, so happy. <laughs> but the answer lies with me. I'm oh happy. <laughs> How are you feeling? Oh my God. I feel, I feel great. She feels good. She I knew that she would. Right. Yes, I did. I feel rejuvenated. Okay. You know, you I feel good. You look good. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. I appreciate that. As Yaya said, it has been a really fun great weekend you know what i'm saying i have to tell the story because it's going to make me laugh for the rest of my life i know what she does <laughs> me and yaya went to the mall yesterday we came what's the name of the store again i can't remember the name of the store i can't remember it's either. a store i had never been into before but we went in there and it had some jeans on sale for ten dollars okay 9.99 okay 9.90 Oh, yeah $10 right i was like oh we can't pass up no sale but because of the sizing just like it was like the number is like a boy pants. That's how boy pants be. We girls, we like we know sizes like eight, six, ten, twelve. Yeah. So we like, well, how are we supposed to know? I told y'all to put the pants around the neck to see if that was the size for her. But then we had an associate come over, and y'all wanted to be measured. I make sure that she didn't try the right size pants on. Man, they had no measurement tape. And he was like, oh, but we have a dressing room. She's like, yeah, I know, but we being late. <laughs> I don't want to be measured. <laughs> so she goes, of course. <laughs> Let me go get the measurements. But it wasn't like she was <laughs> saying, of course, as if like, you know, like Chick-fil-A, they'd be like, 
my pleasure. Like it wasn't like, of course, like that. It was like we lazy. Of course. Of course you're being lazy. You're making me do extra work by having to go get this measuring tape. Right. To measure your weight. When you got a dress on, you could just slide the pants on. Like I was like, we did have dresses on. We could just put to the dressing room. Right. Just... I was like, this was just dumbfounded, like just standing there, like, should I be offended? Is she saying that because I'm black? Like, and then she wanted to leave the space and like, you know what? I'm gonna just go to the dress room. Like, uh, uh-uh, you made that man go back to get that measurement tape, so you need to stand here and wait for him to come back to measure. It was okay. such a generation, generation Z response. I was just like, I couldn't say nothing. Y'all, it literally was <laughs> of course, <laughs> in the face too. Like, if you're not watching a podcast. It was the facial expression that he like, gave. Did you really want me to go over there and get this measurement tape when the dresser room is right? But he had like this little apron thing around and I saw little numbers and stuff. So I thought that was the measurement tape. That's why I asked. But he was like, I will get it. I was like, okay, yeah, because we lazy. Of, of course. course. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, of course. course. But yeah, that, that, uh, that was hilarious to me. That's going to make me giggle until the olden days. I saw this post on Instagram the other day, this old lady was answering the phone. It was like me and my best friend when we get old. Oh my God. And she answered the phone. She's like, hello. <laughs> and on the other end, the other old lady is just laughing. <laughs> and she's like, I ain't got time for that shit today. Don't be calling me laughing. She's like, all right, bye. <laughs> and she kept giggling. She hung up. And that was so old. <laughs> I ain't got time for this shit yeah. today. Don't call me laughing. She was like, all right, bye. Oh, my God. My cheeks are it's too early in the podcast for this. Hey, look, we bringing joy on the cheese carpet, okay? Shoot, oh they God. need to be in tune and laughing with us. We got, you know, people might be going through something. They tuning in to us so they can get that laughing, so they can get that tea, okay? Yes. So we are happy to got sponsored. Yes, the mug here. You can find this mug at loveloud.com in the shop. This is our best tea mug. On it, it says, from my best tea for my best tea. Get it? <laughs> you can put, you can put anything I, in there. And I sip. Yes. But anyway, that was a, I'm glad that we're both doing well right now. Right. The yeah, weather's still we're, nice. It's hot, it's, but. That's why I'm dressed like this. Year. I'm not going to complain. I and I still want to dress like it's summertime. Before it gets too chilly for me to be looking this good, okay? Yeah. But I've been in the gym. Breaking all her fitness. Yeah. My beads. What about your beads? What beads? My beads that I go that go around my waist. Yeah. They dropped, y'all. Ooh, you know what that means? Yes, that means. This is down. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm so happy because I've been feeling like, this might sound bad, but I've been feeling fat. Like, I feel like what? my gut. I feel like my gut sits on my lap. Like, it be feeling like Noah or Nala sitting on my lap. Like, it's just, <laughs> my gut is sitting on my lap. In my lap. Yeah, like, it's just, oh, it's just so uncomfortable. My clothes weren't fitting. Com- like, they fit, but they tight, and I don't mm-hmm. like it super tight. So, that, and then also, I work in a, a place where there's a lot of hills. Not San Francisco, but somewhere else. <laughs> there's a lot of hills, and just the way that I'm panting, when I didn't pant like that before, I would just be jollying, like getting, you know, getting up that hill. But now I'm like, I got to take a break. I just started walking. I got to take a break to get up the hill. So just, you know, making, getting back to pre-COVID me where I was excited to go to the gym and excited to wear my workout clothes and just 
it was a part of my lifestyle and I would feel weird. Not bad, but I'll feel weird if I missed a workout. Yeah. So I, I understand you on that because that's where I'm at now. But then sometimes I have to remind myself like the reason why I'm not going today, like we don't feel it. We yeah. can't go to the gym today. But when I, I when I started being consistent and like three, four times a week, like it feels good. Like it especially feels when good. I push myself those mornings and I'm like, uh, I don't feel like going. Then actually being in there, getting my workout in, my body's feeling good, blood's flowing, my heart is pumping. I'm like, yes, this is why I come to the gym. So when I feel good, I look good from the inside out. Yeah. So, yeah. It really shows. It radiates and your beads drop. So yes, I got. I don't know how many bees I have on now, but I took them off because they were so tight. Mm-hmm. And then someone in my someone in my life was like, you look smaller. Because, you know, like people that see you every day, they may not notice that or they may not right. say anything. But sometimes when it's a period and that person sees you and they're like, you look smaller. And I was like, I know what could tell me if I really got smaller. Like, I don't know if you're saying that because you know I worked out yeah. or whatever, but I know what could tell me. I went and got one bee and I was like, okay. Put the other one on. Okay. The next one. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. Because okay, I remember before when I put it, I had it on, me and my cousin, we were on FaceTime. And she was like, girl, your beads never fit like that before because it was so tight. And it was like a ponytail holder on my stomach. I was like, don't be talking about me, you know. But like, you know, like they, they didn't fit that way. So I did get bigger. So I like the beads that they kind of like help you know what your adjustments and everything are. So I'm feeling proud that way too. And I think it is radiating from how I feel about myself and it's showing out. Yeah, and I'm proud of you too, boo. Thank you. Thank you. Getting it in. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Taking care of ourselves. And it helps too that you're one of my accountability partners just getting the screenshots from you or, hey, I'm going to the gym. It's like, she going to the gym. She can't beat me. I'm going to the gym too. You know, get in the gym. Right, like I got. Let me see how many calories I can burn. Right, like thanks. Someone got four, five thirty. I only got four. I'm gonna do better next time. So you know, it's really good to have people in your life that motivate you and that remind you of um, that you're doing good. Because sometimes you might feel sick. It's okay. You know, you can go next time. Exactly. Don't be too hard on yourself. Right. But still work on yourself. Yeah, in any capacity, it may not be your weight or anything like that it could be something else whatever that workout whatever you're working on sorry or goal that you have go for it absolutely all right cool <laughs> you know what we're heading to right now yes i'm about to run it on down so y'all can know what to expect in this here episode so campus rundown going a little something like this okay. coming on over into the icebreaker we are going to be playing a game of questions where yaya and i'll be going back and forth doing a little flashback to the game that we played back in 08 the game where we met oh yeah <laughs> yes the question game so tune in in that section y'all see how that's about to go down then heading over into sweet two two three we got our cad brother ariel yeah. coming back with a fire Peace. Okay, y'all gotta make sure y'all tune in for this one. If you heard them on this last episode, sure. you know this episode sure. is gonna be it's gonna be spicy, it's gonna yeah. be hot, and the conversation is gonna be flowing. Then heading on over into our hot topic segment, coming into the cab with us, taking a sip, having a little sum sum they eat, spilling the tea on real tea. Yes, and we have Justin Wright, another CAU brother. Yeah, can't wait to have him drop this knowledge on y'all about. The world of getting a home, y'all. Y'all yes. definitely want to tune into this. This topic is it's hot. 
it's spicy. It's sizzling. Educated. Your brain is going to be full. Can I say something? I know that's not my part. Go ahead. But, like, really, y'all, everybody, I don't care how you're living right now, everybody needs to hear this interview with Justin. Like, I have my questions ready, and I don't even think I needed to have the questions. Like, please tune in. Please, if you don't do nothing else today, listen (laughs) to the interview. with Justin like you you may be thinking one way about how you're living or you may be thinking that you know everything about what you're planning but I thought I knew you right. thought you I knew thought I knew too. tune I- in all right I'm done finish <laughs> your rundown let me drink my water thank you now then heading on over into the North story segment Yaya and I are going to be discussing our journey with getting our first place okay and then all the way at the end, we have our community news segment where we are going to be giving you everything that you need to know, whether that's an announcement or what the question of the month is or what prizes you can win. Just just tune in for the whole episode. Some of y'all know some of y'all be skipping ahead to your favorite part, but this is something, this is the episode that you should tune from beginning all the way to the end. Really? It's, all right. It's, it's fine. Fire. Even if you don't listen to it all today, we on YouTube, we on all Spotify, right. we everywhere. You can pause and come back. Pause and come back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to head on over into our icebreaker. Okay, y'all, we are now in another segment, which is our icebreaker segment. As Simone said earlier, this is how we met in 2008 when we were in our um, freshman orientation group. Yes. We played an icebreaker. Yes. It's a questions game. Yes. If you didn't hear about the question games before, oh, I was waiting for you to say yes again. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard of this game, it's basically, um, you know, in general life, if somebody asks you a question, you answer but this question, this game, you don't want to answer. You just want to go back and forth questions. with questions. All the questions. So we're going to play that game. And you can tell the loser by the person who responds to the question. Or if it's a break, like a laugh or something like that. Like it's, it's some hesitation, like that game. That game. Yes. So I want to get comfortable because my leg has been bothering me, y'all. So, I'm gonna sit like this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna start. All right, here we go. And uh, it doesn't matter. There's no prep. <laughs> There's no paper in front of us. All right, ready? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. What's your zodiac sign? What color your eyes? What's your boyfriend's name? Where do you live? What's your nationality? Do you have a boyfriend? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you go? Can you go for another round? <laughs> Simone, because I, I was about to answer. I was like, Simone, why are you answering me to ask me that on the podcast? Oh, God. Okay. All right, we're going to do another round. You start. All right, here we go. What color is the sky? Where do you work? Who's your sister? I like your earrings. Do you have a brother? That wasn't a question. How many nephews do you I'm have? I'm still going. <laughs> I said, I like your earrings. And that wasn't oh, a question. I wasn't even better. I suck. Oh my gosh. Should we go one more time? She was better at this in college because I lost. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I maybe I shouldn't look at you. <laughs> okay, one more time. One more time. One more time. All right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. 
Are you gonna get your nails done? I'm gonna mess. Y'all, we tried. We're not gonna hold y'all. That wasn't even words. I'm gonna have to play that back to What did I try to say? Oh, oh my god so typically it lasts longer but we're not gonna hold y'all because we have some great content some great yeah. guests on our podcast today just try to say <laughs> we will listen back to this episode a little later to maybe see. y'all could uh could somebody translate what i tried put the, to add put the words on the bottom of what simone said another language that wasn't even that was not english it's simone speaking english am i gibberish i'm an alien superstar so i i have my own language yes <laughs> thank you for tuning in to our straight, straight to the point hello we're gonna have to play this again another time <laughs> yeah next next episode we're gonna try again yes and now we're gonna get um jesus national occasion say regular sentences what are you going to say? Okay. Now we're going to move on to Sweet 223. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Sweet 223 segment. We are so excited because this Sweet 223 is special. Yes. For the first time same season we got a poet back for the second time <laughs> some fire you know some fresh fire yeah so hot we had to bring it back again it off. no the last the last one was so hot that i kept playing it over and over again it was like damn, like we have to have them back bring that it back poetry, that poetry truth back to the carpet yes. <laughs> oh boy ayo we are so excited to have you back. So excited. CAU family, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, man. Y'all hit me up and I was like, oh, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. They're my dogs right there. I can't wait. Aww. So, yeah, man. Um, Last time it was fun. I always love kicking with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's always a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the tease. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's pretty much so. It's pretty much kind of like an entertainment piece. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones. It's just kind of like some goofy for real, okay. you know, but I hope you like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All right. Y'all ready? Y'all want me to kick it yeah. off now? All right, cool. I'll kick it off now. Okay. We're like a fan now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all silly, man. Y'all so silly. All right. So uh, it's called My Occupation. And so I got the piece from, uh, I used to watch Def, uh Poetry Jam, and it was this one dude named Gemini. And he made a poem about like, poetry he made a poem about how, how he felt about poetry how he can just pretty much like create anything just through writing or whatever like that so it's kind of one of those little fun pieces it's called my occupation kick it off all right so i met this chick right and she like one of them extra pretty high maintenance high sedity if you're driving the bins you can't grab a titty type chicks right so i'm like all right so in spite of my 1998 Honda Civic sitting outside, I spit game anyway, because on any day, I'm going to play at his best. So I dust off my shoes, fix my shirt, broaden my chest. I step to it with a mean swag, you know, most girls might ask, what made you approach me or what's your motivation? 
She asked me about my credit history, my mortgage, my household population. So at this time, it's getting kind of hot. So I'm like, all right, it's time to dip. And guess what her next question was? She asked about the whip. Dang. But I'm honest, man. So I'm truthful about asking. So I just step back and look at her and say, oh, it's a classic. You see, I ain't lie. I just broke through a motivation. And the last question of all was, she said, what's your occupation? I told her what I do, God only made a chosen few. He took divinity and rhythm and made them fuse and created us from the minds of Langston Hughes. Fed us knowledge from Shakespeare's plate and masked our minds with the style of William Blake. Paved our way so we wouldn't seem lost. And when we did, he placed us on a trail of Robert Frost. And at any cost, I could speak a thousand lines and change the thoughts of a thousand minds. Make time rewind, expose things to blind, make any dull moment sharp as a porcupine. I'm a magician with similes and a prophet with metaphors. A bright light with a mic that you can't ignore. I can make you feel as high as a kite or as low as the floor. I can make a poor man feel rich or Bill Gates feel poor. I can make reality folklore. I can do things you only imagine. I could shake hands with mystical creatures. I can fly to drag uh, fly with dragons. I can travel out of space without a spaceship and tiptoe across the stars or race the rings around Saturn or breathe the air on Mars. You see, I possess the power to make the past present. So what political officials detest? I can take us back to the times of protest when blacks march before dark so they can see our color. When the group of strong black men made the white man shudder. When the group of strong black men made the white girl stutter. Her butterflies bubble and her mind clutters with lustful thinking. I can walk across the Pacific without sinking. Not saying that I'm the Christ, but with the pen and pad, I can change the path of the afterlife. Speak two words and change the whole world of one race and end racism, or put all our minds on one accord and practice one religion. And that religion will be called love, because if we had that, nothing else would matter. I can raise hell to where the light see no longer. I can save souls, stop crime, and end world hunger. You see, my occupation has limited to no end. And my heart is a notebook, and through these veins run ink from a pen. And for my, most people will label me as a starving artist, but for my style, you never know it. I'm anything I want to be. In short, baby, I'm a poet. So she just looked at me, and all I can do is wonder. She said, basically, you ain't got no money, and I still ain't get the number. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, a little, little. Yo, I thought you know, she was like, going to, she was going to, you know, like, that was smooth. I thought she was going to, you know, like, oh, that shit. Hit my number. She's going to get in the car. <laughs> Boy, you ain't got no money. You just writing poetry. <laughs> So I like play it with words. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> the words were smooth. Like, smooth. Talker. Right. Panties right off. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, what is that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Dude, you see what I am? That's I just panties right off. <laughs> <laughs> where the money where at? You, where the money at? <laughs> yeah, that was silly, really uh, good is not even the word. Right. That was Perfect. I love it so much. Like appreciate y'all. Go ahead, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the story, the storytelling of it. Like you literally took us on a journey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know how you came across this chick and now she wanna know all about shoes. It's you know? real oh. too. Right. I was literally just thinking, like, yo, I just went on a date the other day and I was asking these same questions. So what do you what do you do? Like, <laughs> you know, what, we need to have a conversation. Who are yeah, you? Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's real, man. So you come. Hey, I remember being like uh, being in school and ain't having no money. I think you got all the game in the world. And then you live in Atlanta. So you think you got game, but these dudes riding around the limbos, they beat you right. out every time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. But yeah, oh so yeah, it's a little fun piece. I like it. bro. I like yeah, it. I loved it. That was amazing. Well, you ever hit the you said that you um, were a fan of someone. I think you said Gemini on Death. Yeah, his name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Death Poetry Jam, man. So, uh, I think I don't know if he still do poetry, but it was so long ago. I'm talking about this is probably like 
early 2000s, bro, like 2001, 2002. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? It's quite a while, but it's on there. It's on YouTube. You can find them, Gemini. Um, it's called Penny for Your Thoughts, actually. That's the name of the poem. Yeah, it's called Penny for Your Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, he hard. He hard. He got a lot of hard stuff. So, Gemini. Yeah, he dope. So. And when you have yeah, a specific piece, like, is this something that happened to you in some form of fashion? <laughs> the inspiration of like, have i been in, well i guess okay so the question is have i been in a scenario where a girl wants to know if i had some money and i ain't had no money uh <laughs> yeah 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 so funny story uh i had uh i moved to memphis i had moved back to memphis from atlanta and uh my dad had this jeep commando i think it's commander it was a jeep commander it's real nice it was all gold it looked like a hummer but it ain't a hummer but it, it looked good <laughs> though, you know what i'm saying and so i ain't had no car at the time you know and so it was a school that i was going to called the university of memphis and i you know i was driving my dad car going to school you know and i pulled up and this young lady was trying to talk to me and i got her number and i left and i was like i wonder if she think this is my car she did think yeah. this is my car. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't write it based off that, but that is a time in my past where it was like, dang, I kind of flexed a little bit. Like, she yeah, probably right. think it's mine. She's like, oh, you about to be picking me up and taking me <laughs> right. back. You got a car, bro. Tell oh, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ma'am, I got to ask for that. I got to ask for that. Dad, can I see your keys, please? Yeah. So. <laughs> I borrow the car. Nah. Right. <laughs> How does that make yeah, you man. feel on the spot? So, like, I know for me, I'm more timid opposed to yeah. other women who are like the women in your poem. Yeah. I would like wonder those things in my head, like uh -huh. what's going on with his car, what like you yeah. know things like that. But I won't say it out loud until maybe sometime after. But as a guy, yeah. what does it feel like being asked those questions when you're trying to choose your woman or like? Think uh, I think I think for a woman it's smart. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was younger, maybe it was like a little extra. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, dang, she tripping. Like, who got money around us right now? Because we're young. But yeah. as an adult, like as a mature person, like, come on now, you better know. Because I mean, if you don't ask it now, then you know you'll get comfortable and you will start liking the dude. And then it's like, oh, but he walking to work, and that's okay. You know, I'm not trying <laughs> to down nobody who ain't got a car. But at the same time, like, you just gotta know what you want out of life. Like some people are in a stage of life to where. They cool with that. They, they'll live in a box with you and, you know what I'm saying, they'll make it rock with you because they got that love for you. A lot of times it's like we've been dealing with each other for a while. Like I've been knowing you since you've been growing up. I see that. But if that ain't your case and you trying to like, you know, go further in life, you know, I think that a lot of times as men and women, we need to get ourselves ready. You know what I'm saying? Like focus on you and get yourself ready. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Then when you're ready. We can do it. Let's just be friends now. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you yeah. trying to get your stuff going. I'm trying to get my stuff going. We can be friends. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. once we start being committed to each other, like, come on, that's when the, the money starts shelling out. Like that's when yeah. the money starts shelling out. That's why I like, I gave up, I gave up being a player a long time ago. Cause I felt like, bro, it's expensive, bro. Like <laughs> you got to take said that. Like, you know I what I'm saying? Like, that. like you taking all these girls on dates. It's a lot. It's not like a headache to it me. Sounds like, like how are you juggling? This one I got an issue with this. That one I got an issue with that. This one I want to yeah. do this. And that one I want to do that. Like she right. want to see you every Thursday. She want to see you every Tuesday. Then you got this one on yeah. Saturday. That's mad money. <laughs> you feel me? Like come on. Like I ain't been. Uh, -uh I ain't got it like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you got it like that, all right, whatever. But right. I mean, you still shouldn't be cheating on nobody or playing with people's emotions. But yeah, shoot, yeah. If you if 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 you in a situation where you just ain't got it like that, brother, cheating is not gonna help you. <laughs> it's, not, it's gonna hurt you. Dog. Right. <laughs> no right. savings account. <laughs> so but yeah that's how i feel about that you know what i'm saying it's just 
ask, bro. Ask, bro. Because all I can do is just give you the truth. And then if they tell you something you don't like, you can still know them and be cool with them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, 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 come on yeah you better ask <laughs> you and know I what also, i also imagine too that if that guy is getting put down by women then that might give him motivation to step his his game up or step him, himself up regarding like okay maybe this isn't good enough Man, um, maybe having my mattress on the floor isn't cool enough you know like i need to step things up and be to be able to put myself out there because Somebody that's like of that magnitude that you express expressed about the woman in the poem, she's not gonna want somebody like me. And if I want somebody like that, then I have to show better or do better for myself. For sure, man. If you ever watch like superhero movies or cartoons, it's the villain always bring a, a lady. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he'll bring a lady and then he'll shoot the lady towards the the superhero and then you know the he'll fall for it or whatever like that. Because that's what it is, bro. You know, I mean, I feel like you should have your self-motivation. You know what I'm saying? As a man, yeah. you should be self-motivated to do things. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, we are men. We are who we are. You know, women, you know, they push us. They push us. You see something that you like and you can't get it, like you said, yeah, he gonna, hey, that ain't gonna happen no more. <laughs> I'm gonna get a car. I'm gonna get a car. I ain't gonna be walking no more. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro, I remember that happened to me. Like, I had moved to Houston and shoot i ain't had no car i was uh i was walking to work every day you know what i'm saying i had a i had a job like um it's not in the hood but it's close to the hood but it was like a non-profit organization i would work every day i would bring i had um a suitcase and in my suitcase i had a pair of clothes because it's houston by the time i get to work yeah. I'm, I'm gonna sweat all it out so i used to have to get to work and like wash up and put them clothes on and uh -huh. i started doing that because when i got back down here I hit up this young lady that I used to know, you know what I'm saying, back in high school. And I was like, man, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, see what's up with that. And we went on a date and we went out to the movies and I had to get my sister to drop me off. And so she dropped me off at the movies. And so it's time to leave the movie. So the girl who I'm talking about, she had a car. So she's leaving the movie theater and she hop in the car and she's about to ride off. And I'm just still at the front, like, you know, so I'm trying to like wait a little, a little back so she don't <laughs> see me waiting. But eventually she pulled around, she was like, you waiting on the ride? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I'll take you home. And I just felt like, I was like, damn, shit. you got to take me home. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, look, I'm about to, look, I'm going to get this job, bro. Look, I'm about to get this car. And that's what I did. I saved every, like, all of my money, and I got that whip. So you're right. Girls will push you. you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> if you ain't got that self-motivation, shoot, a girl will definitely right. get you there. <laughs> if you would do, you know, for real, real talk. That's, it. that's from experience right there. <laughs> real life yes yeah 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 real grown-up yeah. stuff look i ain't saying you know what i'm saying it ain't, it ain't the same no more but it used to be like that <laughs> <laughs> i ain't saying about it man but yeah That's man yeah, well look so. at what the, the poem brought us to right. conversation. i always i always wanted to ask the guy that too so i'm glad that that happened Oh, for sure. You know y'all got look. Come on, like I ain't even got to talk about women, women in power. Yeah, y'all know y'all the one in control. Like you yeah. already know that. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't running nothing, bro. We ain't running nothing. We think we are, but it's yeah. We doing all that for for ladies. You know what I'm saying? So right. Yep. Oh, man, this was a great man. It was. Oh yeah, you already know, man. <laughs> like this. Me too. Yeah.
why she does burning inside of him. No, I don't. I'm looking <laughs> forward to the next one. <laughs> Give me up. I'm down. Got poems, got convo. We can do it. Yeah. You know I'm good that with that. Again. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. All righty. Well, thank you again. And until next time. Uh, All right. Yeah. All love. Yes. All love. I'm See you at time. homecoming. Right. See you at homecoming. I'm going to be there. <laughs> All right, man. We are now in our calf segment with a special guest, our brother, Another good brother from the illustrious Clark Atlanta University, our step baby, yes. Justin. Welcome yes. to the podcast. Justin is a realtor. He is the house is that he supposed to be nice, right? I've been like, can I live in Georgia? So this come on down to Atlanta. Up with a house. I'm just so proud of everything that you're doing. It's just so great to you know know each other at a young stage in life and just talk about all these goals and dreams that we have and that's like boom we here right we're grown-ups and seeing you flourish so we had to have you on our podcast especially because of what the crisis in the world is going on we had to have you as a guest so welcome to the truth carpet justin thank you so much thank y'all for having me um i'm super excited about this um I can talk about real estate all day, so. Uh. <laughs> Glad we got you here. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like I said, especially with everything that's going on. So first of all, I introduce you how I know you, but is there anything else that you want to let the people or our listeners know? Um, who are you? Um, well, for those that don't know me, my name is Justin Wright. Um, I'm originally from Austin, Texas. Hey. Um, okay. <laughs> um, and I've been here in Atlanta 13 years. Um, which is crazy to say, like, it's crazy to think that it's been 13 years, um, but moved here to go, like you said, to Clark Atlanta University, uh, best decision of my life, yeah. <laughs> uh, still paying them student loans off, but best oh, decision wow. of my life, <laughs> um, and so I majored in business, and um, yeah, just been kind of moving about Atlanta and these real estate streets. Yes, um, and doing so. a damn thing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to jump into the interview questions that we have for you because we just like super excited about this topic. Like I said, it's just so much going on with rent, with housing, just a lot going on. So I feel like people need mm -hmm. to know these questions that we're about to ask you. So let's yes. get into it. <laughs> All right. So what does the role of real estate agent entail? Ooh. So <laughs> I always say, um, I real estate agent is a like overall like therapist, uh, mentor, teacher, like it's it's a little bit of everything. Um when you're going through the process, um, and especially for a lot of us, um, it's we don't know what we don't know, right? A lot of us, um, it's our either first time buying a home. Um, a lot of my family, I speak for myself, a lot of my family um, have always rented. Mm -hmm. So um, the thought process of buying a home has just never been 
um, something that they just thought about it all. Um, so starting, you're literally starting from ground zero of having to educate someone on how to purchase a home, what that looks like. Um, it's navigating through the process of, okay, now that you do have a home, what does that look like? The upkeep, um, I oftentimes get a lot of calls even after the purchase of like, hey, uh, Justin, my AC went out. And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm not an HVAC person, but <laughs> but I get, you know, they're like, hey, this is, the, this is my first time of ever owning a home. You kind of coached me through this process um, and you tend to have to coach them throughout the rest of the process for a little bit as they get, Aww. you know, acclimated to, uh, owning a home and the things that come with it. Um, but yeah, it's all things, um, you know, sometimes even going through the process, you have to kind of talk people off the ledge. Um, you know, a lot of times, often, unfortunately, more often than not, um, going through that process, it's not easy. Uh, for some people, it is. For some people, they're like, oh, yeah, I did X, Y, and Z, and then I was in my home. Um, and then for some other people, it's like, I did backflips, I had to swoop and do this and yeah um but finally I'm in it um and so through that it's like okay letting them know hey it's going to be okay this is normal um and especially when we're not knowing what we don't know oftentimes we go to the extreme and we're like oh wait uh -uh, no never mind I don't want to buy it I'll just go <laughs> yes and, <laughs> right they want what? Um, okay, they want what? I'm like, yeah, they need a blood sample. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they need a blood sample. Just go give it to them. Um, but it's it's like it's gonna be okay. This is normal. We'll, we're gonna work through it. Um, these are the things that we need to do in order to get it. Um, but yeah, it's it's all things um, throughout the process. Just just being that mentor, that educator. Yeah, um, yeah it's. It's interesting, <laughs> wow. but I love it though. Um, I, I didn't know that that was something, you know, I'm thinking like probably a lot of people think um, when you're a real estate agent, it's cute, right? It's you show a home and you get a big check. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that is far between, far fewer and in between, um, you know, more often than not you are in the trenches with your clients, like get, mm -hmm. making sure that the deal is getting done. Um, not only are you managing like your client, but you're also managing the external, you know, team members as well. So yeah. the lenders, the closing attorneys, um, dealing with the sellers, you know, if you're on the buyer side, um, dealing with the seller's agents. And, you know, that can be a job within itself. Um, managing people is a really, really big component of that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> wow! Yes, I'm, I'm, I feel educated already. Right. Okay? <laughs> no. like, I'm one of the people that's just paying rent. Okay, but I know for a fact I can be paying less when I'm paying a mortgage than I'm paying for the rent for the apartment. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's and that was like a, a big factor too in in um me getting into real estate. Um, not only just for myself, but um at, on the on the selling side as well was when I looked at how much I was paying in rent. And I had paid, um, it was my apartment um, mm -hmm. that I looked at while I was in college. And I've been there a little over three and a half years. And I want to say it was like 
close to like 40,000 that I had paid. And I'm like, one, where did that money come Damn. from? Right. <laughs> yeah. okay, where did I get 40 grand yeah. from? <laughs> okay. Um, but then two, I'm literally about to turn my keys into the, to the um, leasing office. And I don't have anything to show for it. Hello. Um, so, yeah. Mm, right. Nothing. I saw you post something the other day, too. I forget what the numbers were, but that was a perfect breakdown of, like, exactly what you just said. It was an example of that, of how much we paid for rent. And then you walk away giving this person 300 something thousand dollars That could have been a house right there, but you gave that away to somebody else. So that breakdown was good to see as well. But I wanted to know, uh, before we get into the next question, because you answered a lot like of why people will need a realtor and all those things, because you know people might think, I can do this by myself, but it's a lot that goes into it. But um, why did you choose to be a real estate agent? So um, a lot of it had to do with, one, me not really being happy in my previous role. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in commercial banking um, as a client service analyst, and um, after five years, I was miserable. Like, and I looked around um, my coworkers and um, you know, kind of people that have been doing it uh, significantly longer than I have, and everybody was stressed out. Um, they had nasty attitudes. Um, you know, not always, but it was just they were always on the edge. So any little thing could just like tip them one way or the other. Yeah. And I'm like, if this is what I have to look forward to, y'all can have it. Yeah. <laughs> y'all can have it. Um, and also with my, uh, my dad has always been in the real estate. Um, he was a realtor uh, for a large majority of my life growing up. And I'm also an investor as well. I'm investing into a commercial apartment um, in uh, single family homes. Nice. And um, I didn't know until, you know, I'm 23, four plus um, that growing up with him, you know, I would go and see properties and look at um, homes with him and his clients or go to his um, apartments and help him do little things. He so made cute. me pick up trash and stuff like that. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, we got to do this again. It's a Saturday <laughs> morning. Like I'm trying to stay in. Um, and unknowingly, like he was teaching me so much about not only just having responsibilities, but about real estate. Um, and so one, I thank him so much um, for uh, all the information that he and, and support. Um, he was a big part of the support that I had when transitioning from going from my job into real estate. Um, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people, you know, think you have, you know, you have a, a decent job got right out of college. Yeah. And it's like, why do you mess up that job? Like, you know, you stay there, especially like our process, um, like our, our old, the older people in our lives, our parents and grandparents. Um, I specifically remember one when I told my grandmother, um, who's literally always been my uh in my corner my support when I told her that I wanted to transition into being a full-time uh, being in real estate full-time mm -hmm. she literally, literally told me she was like you're making the worst decision of your life oh wow <laughs> Grandma. and mind you this is my person like this is the person that has wrote a die for me since I was born um so I really took it hard um yeah. I was like dang like 
And then it had me thinking like, am I really making the worst decision in my life? Um, and so when kind of talking it over with my dad, who's kind of always been my sounding board, um, he was like, you have to put it in perspective of like how she grew up and the time that she grew up in. And it was when you got a good job, you kept that good job and you didn't do anything to jeopardize it. Yeah. Um, and you know, you didn't kind of, you didn't make any major movements. Um, and so she wasn't speaking from um, a perspective of like not believing in you. That's just all that she knows. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you put it like that, I'm like, okay, I got it now. I, I, can, I can understand that. Um, but yeah, the culmination of me not being happy at my job and my dad um, kind of being that heavy influence in real estate early on. Um, and then me going through my own process um, of real estate and purchasing my home. Um, I started looking for my home my senior year um, in college. Um, most people think that you have to have like this extensive time. Typically lenders want to see that you have two years of work history. Uh -huh. But what a lot of people don't know is that your school con is considered your work history when you're in college. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, come on. Yeah, so, um, when I before graduation, I received I previously interned with JP Morgan and um, before graduation it offered me full time. So I was able to get pre-approved with my um, with my uh, offer letter. And so I started looking, uh, I think it was literally like a month after graduation. Um, unknowingly, not knowing that uh, it was gonna take me a year to find my place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And a lot of that had to do with um, me learning that, you know, I had champagne taste on a beer budget. You know, I'm coming into the position. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I want granite countertops, stainless steel appliances, hardwood floors. Um, and my realtor, thankfully, her name was Wendy. Um, and she kind of had to talk me into reality. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, you are pre-approved at 125,000. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> we have to, you know, you can do all of those things at some point, but just not right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's putting that needs and wants list together um, and then kind of working from there. So seeing how um, I was so appreciative of her and seeing how she helped me through that process, I wanted to be able to kind of help somebody else through it as well. So those things kind of all gelled together to make uh, me want to get into real estate. Yeah. Oh, That's what's you. up, right? Yes, <laughs> Wendy. She had all the nuggets okay. and the fries. Okay, and oh, then Wendy. even realizing, come on, fries. <laughs> <laughs> Then, um, then realizing, you know, this is my, my perspective at the time is like, you know, Wendy's making all this money. Like she's a real estate agent. She's yeah. making, and the home that I ended up purchasing, um, you know, a little over a year later was 87,000. And um, it wasn't a home that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, it was a home that Wendy told me would be a good investment for me. Um, and so it was 87,000 I looked at what they call a closing disclosure at the closing. And Wendy had made, I think maybe $3,000. Like, and mind you, she's at this point, and it, I thought it was so cool. Um, she had literally written down every single address 
of every home that we had seen throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we closed, she gave me this like um, this letter and it was all of the addresses listed. Um, and then it was my final home address that I had purchased. And I think we had seen over that year upwards of like 65 properties. Wow. Um, and so taking into consideration her time and her gas, um, she was a referral from a friend. Um, so she didn't even really work in the city of Atlanta. She worked about an hour out where she lived. So every time we would look at homes here in the city, she would drive down. So taking into, in, into consideration her time and her gas, yeah. that $3,000 for a year was nothing. Right. So I'm like, she basically did charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't realize how much she had taught me in that process. Mm. Um, and how patient she had been with me. You know, you with with the first time home buyer, you tend to have to explain things one, two, three times, you know, even more. Um, because it's it's like I said, you're starting from ground zero. So um it's it's I was like, I, I wanna be this for somebody, um, because I know I know how it feels being on that end. Um, so yeah. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Right? Yeah. yeah. That is so sweet. So going off of what um you shared about the the needs and wants list and working with Wendy and her really sitting you down, we want to know what's the first step to buying a home or like this whole process? Because a lot of people are out there and they may want to purchase a home. Like I was like that. I want to purchase a home, but I'm scared. I'm embarrassed to talk to somebody because what if I don't have enough money? What if I don't, you know, all these things. So what can you tell people that's listening that may feel like that too? Like, what's the first step? So I always tell people um, the first step is to really consider, you know, how much you want to purchase. Um, most people say like, first step is to go talk to a lender, like see what you can get pre-approved for. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people to make sure that you understand your finances and your financial position and what and seeing what you're comfortable with paying for. Because when you go talk to a lender, they're gonna say, oh, based off of how much you make and based off of your debt to income, you know, we can pre-approve you for 500,000. And yeah, on paper, that might be, you know, what you can be pre-approved for, but you have to know you, right? Yeah. Um, and, and how your lifestyle is set up, the things that aren't on paper. Um, you know, do you go out often? For me, I go out often, right? So I have to take into consideration in my monthly budget, my Uber cost. Like that's something that's not going to be on paper. That's not going to be in my debt to income um, on my, on my credit report. Uh, but that's something that I know that I do. Um, you know, you might be saving up for something, something that you, a trip, um, you might Mm -hmm. be going on a trip or something. And so these things are, um, you have to really consider like who am I what what this looks like for me financially I always tell people look at your current rent you know are you comfortable with your current rent um would you prefer for that to go down are you okay with it possibly going up a little bit but I always tell people to use your current rent because that's what you're currently paying so clearly you can do it yeah um but it's a matter of "Mm, I can do it but I'm really tight right now so then we know for sure "Mm, we don't want to go over this yeah but um, oh, I'm, you know, I kind of got a little wiggle room or, oh, maybe you're expecting to, you know, get a raise. Um, so you're okay with, com- with comfortably going over it a little bit. 
Um, but I always tell people don't go off of what the, the lender says because um, what you don't want to be is, is house poor. Yeah. Um, you know, you got this nice house or this house that, you know, you, you've spent more than what you were expecting. Mm-hmm. You don't got nothing in it. You can't go right. nowhere. You, you can't do anything. House. You know, <laughs> you're in the house. <laughs> Like give get used to that house. You got that right. house. Have fun with it. No, we outside. Like, okay, no, we outside. We inside. Okay, we inside. We in the living room. <laughs> no tears. No, no TV. Just me. But, <laughs> right. But yeah, I always tell people that is the first step is to to see where you are financially, um, and then once you once you know that, um, then you go and speak with the lender and they will go and they'll run your credit. Um, they will look at your debt to income, look at, uh, look at your income and then look at your debt to income. And you will, um, they'll tell you, okay, you can be pre-approved for X amount. And most people think, um, which unfortunately, you know, in, um, in the black community, we have this notion of like, we don't want people in our business, right? Yes. Like that's the thing. Um, I literally, I know my, my mom, um, growing up, my mom never owned a home and she purchased her home after me coaching her through telling her mom, just purchase, just purchase, just purchase. After like five years, oh, she wow. finally, <laughs> finally went and bought a home. Um, but a lot of her choosing her in-state um, realtor was, I'm like, oh, you can use XYZ person. You can use this person. And she is like, I, I don't want them in my business. I don't want them to like, yes. I'm like, mom, what business? <laughs> what business? Um, but, uh, but I get the notion um, of, you know, it, finances can be a very personal thing, right? And so I always tell people, I don't have to know how much money you make. I don't have to know what your credit score is. A lot of people think that your realtor knows your income and your credit yeah, score. Yeah. That's all a lender thing. Um, and the lenders will only share that information if they've give, been given authorization from the individual that they can provide that to us and talk to us mm-hmm. about it. Um, but, you know, that whole notion of like, you don't want people in your business. Well, I won't even ever know it. You know, you come to me with a pre-approval letter yeah. of X amount and say, hey, this is what I can afford. Anything else other than that financially all goes to the lender. Wow. Um, so you'll, you know, speak with the lender, they'll give you that pre-approval and then you'll come and, you know, we'll start talking about going back to that needs and wants, wants list. You know, I always tell my clients like, hey, you know, we got to schedule um, time to talk. But prior to that, like, go ahead and jot down some things of like what you're looking for, um, what you want, um, what you need, what you want, um, and really kind of working down that list to say, okay, this is based off of what you've been pre-approved for and the areas that you're looking in, this is what I think we can get. Um, and and then kind of figuring out if it makes sense for you. Yeah. All right. This is really good information because I remember making the, my call for, you know, expressing my interest in getting a home and I had my little notebook and I was like, this is how much I make by a weekly and this is how much I got in this account and that account. Like I was just giving all the information, not knowing, like I didn't need to tell her. So she, mm-hmm. she said, okay, well, I'm going to give you the the contact information for the lender. And then that person will help you. But I'm just like spitting it all out. Like, <laughs> tell me, can I afford a home? Like, cause you know, I, I didn't know, I didn't know anything because even though there are people 
in my family who own homes. Nobody was in my life who brought me through the process like your dad did or talked to me about what it is to be a um a homeowner or to own mm -hmm. anything. So for me, even though I know these people are there, like you said, the embarrassment of the Black community, I don't know how much my aunt makes or this person mm -hmm. makes. So I'm just thinking, I don't got, I don't have enough. So let me just talk to this person on the side, opposed to trusting in my family that they can help me through the process. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, that thing. And and I, I definitely understand it right here because I said, you know, finance, finances are um, a very intimate thing. Yeah. Um, you want everybody in your business. Um, but when talking with lenders, um, and I definitely, I want to make this point because I forgot to make it. Uh, I always tell people to talk to multiple lenders. Mm -hmm. Don't just speak with one lender. Um, oftentimes, like if you're using a realtor, um, they'll say, hey, I have, a, I have a lender. Like, you know, speak with my lender. And you definitely should. But I think you should also speak with other lenders as well. Um, and other real estate agents, right? You you don't just have to work with the first real estate agent that you talk to. Um, you have to make sure that that is, um, you know, a mutual agreement between both of you guys that you feel like after talking to this person, this is somebody that I can work with, um, that I feel like will have my best interests at heart. Um, for me, I, I never want my clients to feel like they have to work with me. Um, it's 10,000 realtors out here, right? So if it's not working between me and you, or if you don't think that I'm the best fit for you, then I want you to find who's the best fit for you. Because uh, ultimately you have to go through this process and you have to feel comfortable with your realtor being your advocate. I always tell people to think about it like, um, you know, when you, when something go down and you like, I got to call my lawyer, you know, you know, yeah. your lawyer got your back. Like that's your lawyer. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Think about it in that same aspect. Like, this is my realtor. So I know if he yeah. tells me something, like, I'm going to go with what he or she tells me because I know at the end of the day, they have my my best interest at heart. Yeah. So speak. That's my realtor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and oh then God. with the lenders, with the multiple lenders, you want to compare um, interest rates. You want mm -hmm. to compare timelines um of you know they said that you can do x y and z um i know sometimes i have clients who they were trying to get pre-approved for x amount but one lender would only pre-approve them for you know a lower amount where another lender said oh well i got a different way that we can structure the loan to where i can get you more um you know get you up to that amount that you were looking for but they would only know that if they talk to you know multiple ones versus yeah. going with the first one um and unfortunately what i found is that with um like working with a lot of us think that well, you know you, i'll go speak with my bank like yeah. i have a existing relationship with my bank i'll go speak with my bank um and what i found is that um banks their mortgages are not their bread and butter like it's just something that they add you know it's, a, it's an added service and so they yeah. treat it as such um so timelines are typically longer um, with banks, it's not a centralized um, underwriting process. So they're all, they're everywhere. They might be in Florida, might be in New York, might be. Mm -hmm. So that's why that timeline is significantly longer because they have to send your file here. And then once it's done here, it goes there. Um, ver versus working with mortgage lenders, um, one, they don't get um, their money until your loan closes. And so it's, every bit of the reason why they want to make sure 
your loan is closing, it's closing on time, it's closing right, so that yeah. they can get their check. Right. <laughs> they have the coin. Yes. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and that's the only thing they do. They're just a mortgage lender. So um, they treat it as such. And so I always tell people to definitely not only speak to different mortgage lenders, but I found that um, speaking with a, using an actual mortgage lender instead of a larger bank sometimes can be a better, better. Not always, but sometimes. So when you say speak to more than one lender, is it like at the same time you can speak to these and choose? Or do you mm -hmm. say no to one and then go and then say, oh, no, I want to go back to that other one? Right. You dating. You dating. <laughs> <laughs> you dating okay, lenders. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, there's a period, and I believe it's uh, 14 days. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe <laughs> it's for 14 days from the time that your um, your credit is pulled, that speaking with different lenders and having them pull your credit is still considered that one hard pull. Oh, so you don't have to worry about it being pulled multiple times or you know your points being hit multiple times yeah. if it's within that time frame because they know that you're shopping around mortgages. Okay, um, that's a good so answer. That way, I was wondering too. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's all considered one with the, if it's within that time frame, um, and it's definitely like I said necessary. Um, I mean, for me, I'm cheap, so <laughs> you know I might go to a store and I'm like, oh, I like that, but I don't know. I might be able to find something else somewhere else. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the other store and see, and if I don't find nothing, some people say, oh, maybe you wasted gas because you're going back to the other store to buy. And maybe I am. I don't know, but I'm going to check my options out before yeah, I can make a decision. I mean, all my options. Yeah. <laughs> For real. So a little personal disclosure. It's just been like, I've been getting frustrated about the whole realtor situation because I'm like, do I, do I need a new realtor? Why is the process so slow? It's just taking forever. As soon as the house comes out or she texts me something, I drive by. I'm like, oh, this, this is cute. You know, like I want to tour. Oh, sorry, somebody already put in the offer. Like before I can even say yes to the dress, <laughs> meaning the house, <laughs> somebody already scooped it. So I can't even compare and contrast. It's like a major headache. So with that, like how long is the process usually? Because I feel like I should have my house already. Like right. it's, it's been two days. <laughs> Where's my house? <laughs> Where's my house? So I would definitely say what? Don't blame the realtor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame realtor immediately, um, okay. but it is something you know to think about, right? Like, is this realtor available um, at what I'm expecting and at, at my expectation? Um, are they able to, you know, me? Are they super busy where you know they don't have the time to show me the home today, and if they can't get to it till tomorrow? If that's an issue, then yeah, maybe that's a conversation that you have with them, or maybe you do need to find another realtor. Um, but in the instance of like something coming on the market um i always tell clients that you have to you have to move a you know pretty quickly um if it's something that you think you are um right now especially in this market i'm telling my clients if you're remotely interested in it let's put in an offer okay we'll put in an offer sometimes we even put in offers prior to even seeing the property if the seller's agents allow for that mm. um and that way one um you know it takes me every bit of 30 to 45 minutes to write an offer I'd rather go ahead, throw that offer in, have you sign it and send it over. And you always have your due diligence period to figure out, okay, you know, 
while we're doing that offer, that's when you then also will drive by and make sure that you like the community. Um, and then if it gets accepted, we'll go through the process of looking at inspections, you know, looking at the property to see in the inside if it's something that you actually like. Yeah. But you typically have that time frame and it's all negotiable. Sometimes it may only be three days. Sometimes it may be a full week. Um, it could even be less than three days. It just depends on what you've negotiated and what you put into the offer. But at least you're putting your name in the hat for something that you're remotely interested for versus going and saying, hey, um, you know, it's Wednesday. This property just came on the market. I can show it to you on Saturday. Yeah. Mm, might not have the best, <laughs> right. the best uh, situation with that, the way that the market is now. When it's slower and there's a lot of inventory, mm -hmm. then maybe, you know, you can move like that. But um, when it's, when it's, you know, 10,000 buyers and you got 10 houses on the market, you got to go in competitively with your offer, but then also you got to move quick. Yeah. Um, wow. And, and sometimes. I never um, knew that the part of like the offer I'm thinking, if I say yes to a house, then I got to put it all in. But what you're speaking about putting my uh, name in a hat and it's a process, I can still say no, you know, I never thought I could still say no. Right, you still have that due diligence period time to to really figure out, okay, is this, you know, and, and it, it's even more, it's even important, even if you've already seen the home, that due diligence period is important because um, some people, they have their process of like, is this the home for me? Some people, yeah. they go home and they pray on it. Um, some people like numbers, I had a client who like numbers was a big thing. Um, so they had to figure out if that number, that numeric address was mm -hmm. something that they felt would be right for their soul. Um, so, you know, people have their different processes of figuring out if something is right for them. And you, you're able to do that within your due diligence period. And you may wake up and you're like, oh, no, mm -mm. I, you know, something told me this is not the place for me. I want to go ahead and pull um my offer and um there's no love lost so yeah that that due diligence period is really important but it also allows for you to be able to act quicker um and then kind of figure out if it's for you um a little bit on the back end okay. it's so good to know that it's okay to change no mind yeah okay. <laughs> it's like but only on during side. that due diligence period though <laughs> okay. only during Oh, because if it's yeah. after that due diligence period, your earnest money is lost. So um, I always tell people if it's, you know, if we put in that contract three days, we have three oh, days. Okay. And, you know, at two and a half days, I'm really pressing you. Like, have you figured it out? Because <laughs> I want to go ahead if it's, if it's before we get to that third day yeah. and there's any question on like, oh, was it? three days and two minutes or three I'm like no yeah. you know we, we sent the we, we sent the yeah we sent it off way in advance then you know prior to that three-day mark so we need our money back yeah like, so it was like the wedding day and no divorces <laughs> no divorces the, the divorce is hard because you got to sell the house right so before you get married do you really want to do this right you really yeah. want to say yes yeah okay <laughs> it's like a dating process like I see it. I like yeah. this, Justin. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting educated. And that's why here. I always tell people too, like, um, for me, I don't, I don't look at, a lot of people look at real estate or being a real estate agent as selling, like you're selling something. 
Mm-hmm. I don't really look at it as selling because I don't ever feel like I have to sell the house to my clients. Um, I feel like I'm more of a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. I'm going to provide these houses and see which one you feel, you know, feel is the best for you. Ultimately, you're, you're the only one that's going to be able to tell that, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's not me feeling like I've, I'm selling you into something. Oh, you got this and you got this and you got this. I'm like, you know, here you go. And then (laughs) this is something that you think is best for you and, you know, your family and your lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Okay. Here you go. (laughs) I like that. Okay. (laughs) I'm like imagining myself walking through a house with Justin right now. Like I really am. This is cool. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So me over here, antsy pants will think it take two days to get my house. You mentioned earlier with Wendy that it took about a year for you to say yes to your house. So is there an average time frame that people will find so, out? Yeah. Um, so it really depends. Um, is like that's a kind of a two part question. It really depends on um how you're purchasing your home. Mm-hmm. So um if you're purchasing um, your home, which I don't know a lot of people that can do this, but some people can purchase their home with cash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, hopefully one day I get right, to get day. up to do that. Right. <laughs> Sally may, but I can't. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. Okay. You holding me back. <laughs> Listen, let me find out you write lyrics. <laughs> um, but if you're purchasing your home cash, um, that's a lot quicker process. There's no one there that needs, there's not a lender there that needs to verify your income. Um, there, need, there doesn't need to be any income. Um, it's the, the only time um, that it takes throughout a cash purchase is um, the closing attorney pulling the um, title, making sure that there's no liens on the property, uh, making sure that the homeowner, if there is a homeowner's association, that it's paid up. Um, that there hadn't been anything um, you know homeowners like they vote all the time on if they're going to raise the homeowners association fees or if they're going to stay the same Um, and so they'll you know make sure that that process that that hasn't been changed during the time that you've had um, you're purchasing the property because if you go into a property where you're thinking you're going to purchase it for x amount of dollars and just say the HOA is $200 a month but the HOA has been in um, in conversation about changing it and it's going up to $400 a month. That's a complete difference, right? Yeah. So those are the things that the um, closing attorneys are going to look at um, in addition to taxes and stuff like that. Um, but that process can typically take about seven days, maybe 10 days. Um, so with a cash purchase, you can purchase when, you know, at most, it would take about two weeks to purchase right, so um, I'm really cash. Get my house in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but for, for us regular people, <laughs> um, typically it's about a 30-day process. Okay. Um, I have had clients who have been able to do it in 21 days. Um, it just depends on how efficient the lender is and how efficient you are. Um, because... Unfortunately, lenders will reach out and they're like, hey, I need this, I need this, I need this, and I need this, and I need it in five minutes, right? right? <laughs> and um, it depends on if you're able to give, you know, give them that information in five minutes, or it might take you a day to do so. 
And it's okay if it takes you a day to do so, but just know that that's gonna, could possibly prolong the, um, the closing. Yeah. So um, it really just depends on how efficient you are and how efficient the lender is. But typically it will take about a 30 days, you know, 20, 21 to 30 days. Um, sometimes it goes a little further. Um, also, if you're using down payment assistance programs, mm-hmm. um, those things are still, um, they're, they're definitely helpful for first time home buyers. Um, I know a lot about down payment assistance programs here in Atlanta because the majority of my clients are first time home buyers. The only ones that are not, for the most part, have bought their first home from, first home from me. And then their um, lifestyles have changed. They've gotten kids, families have kind of grown, they need a larger space, or they're downsizing. Um, their kids have grown, went off to college, and now they just want a condo. Um, and so with that, with those um, things taken into consideration, you might want to use a down payment assistance program. And if that's, if so, those can kind of prolong your closing uh, process as well. It might add an additional week on or two weeks on. Um, but if we're talking about average time, average time is about 30 days. Okay. Um, from the time, and let me make sure I can make that clear, from <laughs> the time that you find the home. Um, finding the home and getting it under contract is, you know, can possibly be the, the longest period. Um, that was the longest period of time for me personally, okay. was actually finding the home. Um, I went through a process of, oh, I want a condo to oh maybe I don't want a condo because yeah. of the HOA you know because of oh um, at the time that I purchased my first home um, Airbnb wasn't a thing um, short-term rental wasn't a thing but I thought like hey maybe I want to rent this place out I don't know if I'm gonna be in Atlanta for forever maybe I want to rent this place out at some point um, and but with considering a condo a lot of times um, especially if it's a decent um, decently kept condo um, then they have rental restrictions. Mm. Um, and those are really good because, um, it, well, it can be a twofold. They're, they're good, but they can also be a hassle. Um, they're good because a renter is not going to keep up your property like the owners are. So when you do have rental restrictions, typically you see that the properties and the overall buildings are nicer, uh, yeah. more nicely kept. Um, when they don't have rental restrictions and you have 10,000 renters, then typically sometimes it doesn't, you know, look as nice or it's not as nicely kept. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of that, like if you decide, oh, I, you know, I got a, a, a job offered somewhere else and I want to up and move tomorrow, if they have rental restrictions, you have to put your name on, you know, in the hat to rent your property. You have to get authorization from the homeowners association. Um, so for example, if there's, you know, a hundred units and they have a 10% rental cap, you know, that means only 10 units in out of those 100 can ever be rented at one time. Dang. And so if you're wanting to rent your home and you're like, oh, I've got my new job starting next month, you better hope that somebody, you know, your list is going to come up on the list within that month. Otherwise, you your property will be vacant. Right. And if you're number 11, you know, some people, sometimes you can be number 11 for five years, 10 yeah. years. If, if they, because... Once you're renting, as long as you keep a current lease, and it really depends on the homeowners association bylaws, but a lot of them, as long as you keep a current lease, then you can always lease. Um, but if you don't find somebody to lease within a certain time period, then you drop off the list, and then that next person can then go up. Um, but I know, yeah, we got off on the tangent of like HOAs and condos, um, and kind of straight away from the question of how long it takes. But 
But that's yeah, good information. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm not sure if I if this is like a person to person question, mm-hmm. but our next question for you is what's the suggested income and credit score for home buyers? Okay. So yeah, that is definitely a personal, like, you know, individual um, answer mm-hmm. um, because it really depends. Um, it depends on not only, um, you know, your income, but um, also your debt to income. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what, do you have a lot of student loans? You know, us that went to CAU, we love our institution, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, them loans hit you on the back end. Right. Um, and so, you know, um, that, do you have a, a car payment? Um, do you have a lot of credit card debt? Um, you know, somebody that, for example, makes 50000 and has no debt um, can afford a little more of a home from somebody that makes 50000 but, you know, is paying out $1,500 between car payments, student loans, mm-hmm. and um, credit card debt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a completely different um, financial profile on how the underwriter looks at things. Um, so it really does depend um, on, on what, what your personal situation is. Um, but far as like credit, um, typically lenders want to see that you have at least a 640. Um, from talking to my lenders. <laughs> <laughs> really? She sounds like an old lady. Really? Hey, my mind, I think it has to be a little bit high, you know, like 700, you know. Like. It depends on everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it depends on everything else. Um, and, and you know, don't get me wrong, the, the higher the credit score, the better, better your interest rate is going to be. Right. Um, so I've seen it where, you know, you're able to get pre-approved at a 580, but they might hit you on, you know, on your interest rate. They're not might, they're definitely going to hit you yeah. hit you on your interest rate. Um, so you'll see, you're paying for that 580, um, in your monthly payment, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, versus you, you know, walking into the dealership with a 700, you know, you talking differently, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, no, I want this kind of car and I want this and then make it work. Right. <laughs> versus <laughs> like that 580. You the boss. Like, uh, right. I work hard for this credit. Right. You know, that 580 oh, is like, uh, can you get me in the car? Uh. <laughs> um. So, but, but, you know, on average, um, somewhere, you know, between that, that 640 is a good starting point um, to be able to, without a question, um, as long as debt to income, you know, adds up that, that you'll be able to be approved um, for, for a home loan. All right, y'all, if you're listening, right. make sure you look <laughs> for your credit score, because the higher your credit score, the more right. box moves you can make. Right. right. Okay. And don't feel like you got to go buy no extravagant car just because you graduated and you like, oh, yes. I graduated. I won't need a, a X, blah, 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 whatever. Like, no need no. it. Right. Accessories, right. Go buy that house first. Right. right. No I always like. With old, old car. Ain't nothing brand new. They say listen. Plain, yeah. Okay? Listen. And, and to each his own. Um, but I, I, I hate when I see somebody who's able to financially purchase a property um but they choose to go buy a Range Rover mm. so you choose you know you choose to have an 800 dollars car payment and go drive into your apartment complex when you could have used that money to go you know have a decent car that still gets you from a to b right but you don't have it's not 800 dollars, but you can pull up to your own stuff 
Right. right. Oh, and the thing wow. about the thing about that is as soon as you drive off the lot, the value depreciates. But over time with the house, you're accruing like so much like the value of your home goes skyrocketing. You could have got the house for one hundred eighty thousand dollars. By the time you're ready to sell it, it's worth a million dollars. Not really, y'all. But you know, <laughs> it, it goes up like you're like art. It appreciates the value yeah. depending on who owns it and how how old it is and everything mm -hmm. like that. So I agree, Justin, with what you just yeah. said. Prime example is like that um that first house that I told you guys about that I purchased for eighty seven thousand um out of school. It wasn't what I dreamed of, it wasn't, you know, my grand countertops and my stainless steel appliances, <laughs> but um, it was nice. It was something that I was comfortable in. Um, little did I know that that three bedroom, two and a half bath house for 87,000 in East Atlanta, um, that that area would skyrocket. Wow. And, um, you know, five years later, um, I never did anything but put well, when I got ready to sell it, I did a fresh coat of paint and I put down new floors because the carpet was terrible. We had mm -hmm. so many parties and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the carpet was terrible, um, but I put new floors down um, and I was able to sell it for 196000 Wow. Um, and so, you know, where yeah, else Wendy's. are you going to go? <laughs> right. Look at Wendy's. Um, where else would you go? You know, what, what would you do where literally you didn't do anything but lay your head down every day? And you made over $100,000, um, which, you know, has been able to help me like fund other things and like flips and purchase another property and stuff like that. Um, be able to pay down some of those student loans, like yeah. all of those things. Um, but it was for me to say, okay, maybe I don't get this ex expensive, extravagant, extravagant car that, for me, I felt like I would probably have been purchasing just for us for status for me to say yeah. that, oh, I, I've done this. Or I've driven. This. Some people truly do like these cars. And I don't take that from anybody. But I feel like a lot of us purchase them because everybody else likes them. I think so. Um, so instead of me, you know, doing that, I tried to put my money elsewhere. And thankfully, it worked out for me that it was, you know. I, I got rewarded on the back end. Yes. <laughs> Come on. That's what's up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm loving this education. Today. I am too. I'm in class. I have my notepad. Yeah. So speak, speaking about class and notepad, this is word that gets thrown around a lot that we don't know what it is. What the heck is escrow? What is that? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean all the time? Yeah. What does it go? What does it do? Like, I hear it all the time. I'm like, okay. I'm not yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a crow, like a bird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it is like, um, it's used differently um, depending on where you are. Okay. Um, I've heard a lot of like in, you know, in California, they say, you know, I'm an escrow. Um, I'm an escrow right now. Um, or we just closed escrow. Um, and for us here in, in Atlanta and Georgia, um, that, that basically means that you're under contract. Mm. You have found a home, you, you and the seller, um, if you're on the buying side, you and the seller have agreed that you're going to purchase this home for X amount and you're going to close on X amount date. And so you're going through the process of dealing with your lender, um, dealing with the closing attorney, dealing with the seller side. And everybody is doing what they have to do on their side in order to get to this date of the closing. And 
during that entire process that is considered being in escrow or under contract. Um, Now, there's also what you call um, escrowing, like um, you have an escrow account. An escrow account is um, where now, um, when when there was the big like financial downturn in 2008, 2007-2008, some of that was they were allowing for people to buy property, but they weren't escrowing their taxes or um, their insurance into their home loans. So when you now um, because of that, they have now required that you escrow those things into your monthly payment. So. because prior to, you could pay your mortgage, but if you weren't paying your property taxes, it don't matter. Right. Because the city gonna be like, run me that, run me that property. You ain't paying your property right. taxes, right? Um, so now they escrow those amounts and they basically add those amounts into an escrow account. And so you pay one monthly mortgage payment, but then you get, um, your mortgage lender will then send out payments to your insurance company. They'll yeah. send out payments to your, um, your property taxes to the city, they'll send out sometimes, depending on if you have your homeowners association payments escrowed into your account, mm-hmm. um, they'll send those out as well. So instead of you paying your mortgage and then having to keep in the on the back end, keep account for those things and send those payments out separately, it's escrowed, um, it's, it's kept into an escrow account for you and they send them out. They basically say, you know, this is a lump sum payment monthly that you'll pay, and then we'll deal with everything else for you. I like um, that. Right. I don't want to worry about that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. I'm like, give me my one, my one lump, you know, son, that I got to pay monthly. Yes. Uh, y'all deal with everything else because I don't want to, you know, come around the following year and they're like, oh yeah, you owe three thousand dollars in property. Oh, where? Where are you getting that from? Can we talk about that? No, thank you. I don't owe nothing. I don't owe nothing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yes. Um in escrow means under contract. And you can have an escrow account, meaning that they will pay um your it's it's added into your monthly mortgage and they will pay your property taxes and whatever else has been calculated in that escrow account but that's a good question though that's a really good question because i know people (laughs) i'm ready to go start looking for my own damn house (laughs) all this education that i've done received i'm like wait a minute i can actually afford to get my own house. Right. I gotta figure out where I'm going. Like, so, <laughs> so we no, really. Georgia. Come on, come on to Georgia. I am. Um, I don't know what my realtor is. Okay. Hello, <laughs> Hello Justin. Hey, that's hey, that's the right choice. Okay. Right. Okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yes. On the right day. With the right numbers. Um, <laughs> they, right. You know, they always say like, um, you know, I can't, I don't make enough to afford a home. Um, and I always tell people like, afford, buy something that you can afford now. It doesn't have to be a large, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, you might have in your mind. Um, you're like, I, you know, I've always thought about buying a home and I thought about buying a five bedroom, three bath. For the, like if you make, you know, 25,000 right now, find you something that you can purchase that make, that you can afford off of 25,000. It might only be, you know, a a $50,000 condo that might be a one bedroom condo, 
but at least you're you it's something that you can afford now and it's something that you that will appreciate and value hopefully you know unless it's big major downturn or anything but yeah. um we'll hopefully appreciate and value versus you know like we talked about earlier just paying towards something um you know um to rent where which is crazy right now rents are so high it's ridiculous it is so the the whole notion of like oh i could just rent um and save money where you're not gonna rent and save money because rents are so high you can't save money right so you might as well you're gonna be eating grass right um and i know a lot of a lot of people um you know it's really because you have to have the down payment, you have to have closing costs and things like that. Um, a lot of people don't know that you can pull money out of your 401k. Um, so that's an option for you. Um, if you don't have the money on hand, I mean, sometimes you can also borrow the money from parents, family, friends, um, but you can also pull it out of that 401k account and you're not penalized for it. Typically, you know, we're penalized if we pull money out of 401k, but because you're pulling, pulling it out as a primary res to purchase your primary residence, you're not penalized for it. So I always tell people that's a that's a, a good option to have or a good option to use because you have the option of one pulling that out and not paying it back mm -hmm. or pulling pulling it out and paying it back. But at the end of the day, you're paying yourself back. Yeah. So it's a win-win either way. Um, or you can do what I did, um, which uh, is pull out of an insurance uh, policy. My grandparents got an insurance policy for me um, when I was born, and um, I didn't know until I got ready to buy my house at 21, <laughs> and I'm trying to, you know, piece this money together, and my grandpa's like, oh, yeah, I got that insurance policy. <laughs> insurance policy. What oh, insurance? Yeah. Right. <laughs> And so got to reading about it and, and realizing that you can pull money out of that. Mm. And um, just like the 401k, you can choose to pay it back or you can choose to not pay it back. In the event that you not you don't pay it back, um, whatever that payout of that insurance policy was, so just say it was a $50,000 insurance policy, whatever you borrowed from that in the unfortunate event that you have to use that, you know, that someone, whoever the beneficiary, beneficiary of that insurance policy has to use it because you've passed away, they'll just get whatever less of what you pulled out. Okay. Um, so once again, it's a win-win. So those are two really good options for people who are looking um, to try to figure out, you know, how do I get this down payment? How do I get closing costs? Um, because it can, it can be really, you know, really pricey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm like, those, it, it's ways to figure it out. Uh, you just gotta, you gotta, you know, have the right realtor, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but you know, have, have people that are knowledgeable to think, think through the process with you and figure out a solution um, versus just like, oh yeah, maybe you just gotta save some more, try, try again in a few years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'm just, this was awesome. Right. I, I, I feel, yeah, I'm definitely ready to go ahead and get out there and just explore my options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's definitely, um, and, and like you said, if nothing else, explore your options. You know, there's no, there's nothing, um, no love lost with, yeah. with uh, just looking to see, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what I could afford in, in my area with what I make and, you know, what I, I pay out. Um, 
And then, you know, if you choose that, like, oh, maybe it's not something that I found that I like right now with what I can afford now and I'll wait. Um, or, you know, you might be able to kind of uh, find something you're like, oh, wow, who knew I could buy this? You know, yeah. I've been paying that in rent. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, Justin, I must say it was a pleasure. An absolute pleasure. <laughs> Dropping the knowledge that you did on us. My brain is full. Yeah. I learned so much. I thought I knew stuff, but right. wow. I don't know anything. Yeah. Listen, and I'm definitely not, uh, you know, Mr. Know-it-all by any means. I literally learn each transaction, each time um, dealing with a client. Um, I'm, I'm YouTube University over here. <laughs> I watch, like, literally that's what my TV stays on. I don't even have, I haven't had cable in five, six years. Um, I literally right. just watch YouTube and um, I'm like, oh, I was thinking about this. I wonder how you, I, I was I was looking at tree houses yesterday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, a tree house can be because I, I um, am an Airbnb um, super yeah. host here in yeah. Atlanta. Um, and um, like I, what I'm realizing with Airbnb is that little like niche things are what people are attracted to right like mm -hmm. I've seen where you have these really nice big five-bedroom homes and they aren't hardly able they don't say rented that often but it's because it's just a regular basic like it's nice nice home but like yeah. there's no appeal about it there's no you know that that extra mm. right. um and so here in Atlanta there um is a tree house that is really, really big. Um, they stay rented, they do weddings, they um, had a lot of stuff. And it's just a small little tree house, but um, it's super expensive. I think it like maybe somewhere between three, $400 a night. Oh. Um, and I was like, oh, this might be something I might want to throw in this yeah. backyard. <laughs> so I said, that to say, that's why I was looking at YouTube. But I look at, I learn, I, I try to, um, you know, just be a sponge and learn every time um, by anybody. I don't, I don't try to profess to know everything. And if I don't know something, I'll tell you, hey, I don't know it, but I'm going to follow up with you. I'm going to figure yeah. it out. And we'll figure it out together. If you find out before me, definitely let me know. Let me know, right? Um, <laughs> so I thank you guys so much uh, for having me. Um, I'm not really a big person that, like, talks in front of people. And um, so I was yeah. super nervous, like, to do this. But... I thank you guys for, um, you know, encouraging me, pushing me to do this because it was fun. And I think it's information that people definitely need. Yeah, I agree 100%. You did an amazing job. Like, <laughs> even if we didn't come with questions, I just feel like this could have been such a fluid conversation. And I'm just taking it all in. I'm the sponge today. So just taking time off your schedule. I know it's Sunday. A lot of people like to Sorry, y'all, we're recording on a Sunday. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people like to use this day to relax, get ready for their work week and everything like that. So just for you to share your knowledge free for the people that's listening. Right. Nobody's paying to, you know, money isn't coming in our pockets, but you're you're basically pulling a Wendy's and doing it the right way with us today. So thank yeah. you for coming on to our Truth Carpet. I really appreciate it. Yes, and before you go, you have to let the people know where they can find you listen you can find me on all social media platforms at right realtor that is w-r-i-g-h-t realtor um and you can also check out uh, my company's real my company's real estate 
uh, website, it's therightpropertygroup.com. Um, and you can look at home, see what we have here in Atlanta, Georgia, yes. um, and the metro cities around us. Um, and you might want to move. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Justin. <laughs> right, we'll definitely put all your contact information down below so that people can click the links and find you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Justin, for everything. Yes, thank you guys. And I can't wait to see y'all at homecoming. I'm ready. Listen, I'm ready. <laughs> we will be there. We got our flights and everything. Right. See you soon. Okay. I said I need to try to find find out my outfits. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs>
okay, like this isn't bad for just me. You know, I could do this and that. I saw the kitchen. I was like, okay, a galley kitchen is cute. This cute. So the bathroom, I was like, yo, like this is a nice big bathroom. It's bigger than the bathroom I got <laughs> right now. You know, like everything is so nice. I'm ready to walk into the bedroom, see my walk-in closet. The bedroom was so tiny. Like that big smile that I had on my face went down. I was like, what's supposed to fit in here? Like my bed is not going to fit in here. Like they were like, oh, maybe you can get like a a twin. I was like, I don't even have a twin now. Like that's not going to, what about my dresser? Like I had already in my mind furnished how my first apartment is going to look. That idea that I had for me, for me, is not going to fit in there. But then I was like, no, I'll, I'll keep looking. I'm here. I'm going to keep looking. I walk into the walk-in closet. I'm like, yo. I looked at the person that was giving me the tour. I, how is the closet bigger than the bedroom? Why is the bathroom bigger than... Like, it's it's not making sense. So then my mom and my cousin was like, maybe you're, you're dramatic, Yaya. Maybe you're, you know, being dramatic, Yaya. So they, my mom went with me. She was like, yeah, you right. Like, mm-mm. So it's just, like, hard just seeing, like, especially... As time is going by, the rent is going higher and higher. And like we talked with Justin, uh, just seeing how much they want for rent <clears throat> and uh, how much the mortgage is, that's what kind of pushed me into a place of, okay, instead of paying rent, I'm going to save for a couple of years. So after graduate school, I waited a few years and I started saving money and then finally got the courage to speak to someone and say, hey, I want to look for a house. Because of like looking around online, when I started to see houses that reminded me of the apartments that look like the luxurious ones or the ones that's in Atlanta, it's like, if I give you that money, I may as well go for towards closer to my ultimate dream opposed to this right now dream. So yeah, if you never knew that before, now you know some of my tea <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I'm just in the process of saving and um, just paying to live at home and save up money opposed to putting my money into somebody else's pocket because my my thought of how I was spoiled got me to this place. That's what I say. <laughs> I mean, like, if I lived in a regular dorm, maybe, or if I lived in that apartment, where we, like, off campus, then my style may have been different. Like, I can't go from that Hummer to the little Flintstone car like, maybe if I had the Flintstone car first, then I'll go up, like, level up. I don't want to, you know, do that. So that's my experience. What's been yours? I mean, I've moved a few different times. And I'm going to say, moving is a hell of a job. Yeah. I do not like moving. It's the process of moving, packing up things, taking things out of the house, putting things in the house, packing up what you have, figuring out what's coming with you, what's not staying. Like, it's a whole do thing. Do I throw this away it's or do I donate it? Right. So... The first time I went through the process of finding my own space was when I got into grad school. And because I was in grad school, the school that I went to, there was there was no dorm. Like, they had, like, apartments that you could um, stay in and, like, use your financial aid to help you pay for mm. the rent. But the rent in these luxury apartments that students were staying in, I'm like, oh, no, not for that budget. I'm not paying that much to live there. And then it was saying, oh, you can get a roommate, blah, blah, blah. Like, the biggest thing for me, I really wanted to, like, have the experience of truly being on my own and living by myself. Yeah. Like, I grew up staying in a bedroom with my sisters. In college, we had roommates all four years. So it was a matter of me finally and truly wanting to live and be on my own. So the 
first time of me moving to LA, my mom went through the process with me of helping me find a place. So we would research online in comparison to like, where would I be living to where the school is? At the time I didn't have a car. So it was like, how would I be able to get to school? What bus routes would I be able to take that's yeah. close enough for me to get to school, get to my classes and everything? <clears throat> um, and then like some point down the line, yes, of course I would get a car. But as far as the distance, like finding a place, that was important too. So before even going down to LA to look at places, we made a list of addresses that we wanted to, um, to check out called the the landlords of the places, saw a few different places. And I believe it was one of the first places that we saw it was a studio apartment. Me and my mom literally walked in and walked right back out. It was like, uh, this is a room. It was literally a room. I don't even think it was a full kitchen. I don't think there was a closet. It was basically a box. Mm. <laughs> I think it was just space enough for like a small little bathroom. And the amount of money that they wanted for it with that ugly brown carpet on the floor, it was uh. like, no, no. And I think I got blessed with the place that I did find. It came in my own parking space. Um, it was a one bedroom. It was only $900 a month, which was a blessing at that time. This was, what, 2013? So... Um, the amount that I had to pay, the amount of space I had, for my nice. bedroom, I had a balcony, um, there was a pool in the building, I had um, wash and dryer was in the building, like, it was a nice space, it was in a nice area in North Hollywood, um, so it wasn't, I wasn't like, too, I wasn't too much into nobody's hood, <laughs> nothing like that, like, I felt safe enough in the area that I was in, and I only had to catch one bus at the time to get to my classes, just walk up like 10 minutes to the bus stop and then ride the bus to, to class every day. So that was like perfect when I first got there. And then after being there for a few months, then I got a car, I drove it back down from um, the Bay Area back down to LA. But like the process of that, it was, it was, it was a, it was a headache. Me and my mom spent the whole weekend of like driving around, looking at places, what do you like, what do you not like? And mm -hmm. then like finally deciding like, okay, like within that same weekend, like deciding, like okay, this is what we're gonna go with, um, and then deciding that move-in date, and then when I did have my move-in date, spending another weekend of, I think my me and my mom went to, went, went to IKEA, had everything like shipped to the apartment. So mm -hmm. my mom came down, my papa came down, my sister came down, my papa like helped build my furniture. Um, so like this was a this was a family affair. Like yeah, we moved down into like my first place, and I was settled in, cleaning it going to Target, getting like literally everything I need, pot, pots, pan, um, and like literally everything, like making sure I'm settled into my first place. Like my first apartment was like, it was everything to me. Mm -hmm. And when I had to move from that place, it was like one of the hardest things I had to do. Because when I did move, I had ended up having to downsize. Because mm -hmm. uh, after being there, I think every year the rent went up a little bit. So I think by the time I had moved, I was up to like a thousand fifty instead of that nine hundred that I had started with. But because I was no longer in school and using my refund check to help me pay for my rent, and I'm like I'm in the real world now and I'm making money. My jobs aren't allotting me enough money at that time to help me continue to pay for my rent. So I was like I needed to find somewhere else. I was basically being evicted, but the eviction didn't go onto my my record. I can't remember Thank why. God. But I literally, I had to go to court and everything because my rent had been, I had paid my rent late too many times. Mm -hmm. So my landlord took me to court 
Um, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't keep living like this. I'm struggling, like working my ass off, working two jobs, driving, live. I had just started um, doing all these interviews, working for 10 agencies. And then I ended up being blessed. I literally found my next place on the next corner from where I was already living. Oh, Next corner. Um, it was it was a downside, but it was still the right size for me. It was a studio apartment, but the way that it was set up, like you couldn't even see my bed when you walked into it because of how that's the one I went to set up. Have you been to those places? Not that you went to my first apartment. Okay, you didn't come back to LA after I had moved to my. my I studio. went. I came there in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, that's, I was still at the old. Place. Okay, my first place. <laughs> so but my, the studio apartment, I did have to downsize, get rid of. That was the first time I had like understood the meaning of downsizing. When I first moved out, my mom was like, no, this is yours. Take everything. You have yeah. your space now. Don't leave nothing here. Right. This this box of She want her space. Right. This box of random mementos, take this too. This this basketball trophy, take this too. <laughs> Seriously. Like, like take all your things. I'm turning your room into something else. Right. Right. Um, but that second move that I did, um, my mom came back down to help me. But it was a matter of downsizing. What are you getting rid of? Because I didn't have the same amount of space that I did. I didn't have a full living room. But I got to keep my couch. I got some of my bedroom furniture I kept. But some of the other things had to go because the way that the my space was configured, I just didn't have room for those things. So some of the a lot of my stuff I ended up giving away for people that like needed it. Like my bar stool. Didn't have space for bar stools at the new space. So I had to give it away. I didn't have. Oh, that was such a nice first apartment. Um <laughs> But um, I'm grateful for the experience, like the understanding. I ended, ended up having to pay a little more money. I think instead of that thousand fifty, I think I was paying like twelve hundred or something like uh-huh. that. It was a little more. But on top of that blessing, I ended up getting a full time job. So it was just like it all kind of like worked itself out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, me getting full time <laughs> work, um, getting a new place. It was, it was like the start of a new chapter. Like everything happens for a reason. I went through the struggle. I learned like. Like, your, your 20s will, will do something to you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm blessed to have, like, my family and my life that, like, helped me in those times of me trying to figure out, like, how am I going to do this, the things that I need to worry about. And it definitely helped me to learn how to truly budget, especially since um, me getting a refund check. I had to, but I budgeted out my rent of how much I was going to pay up until I got my next refund check that next semester, how much I'm paying for groceries, how much I'm paying for gas. Like I had my budget down to T just to make sure that that money was fleshed out so that I can still have money to to do things that I really wanted to do. So that definitely taught me how to how to save some coins and make sure yeah. I didn't have to keep calling home like, can I borrow $100? I mean, I had to call a couple times because I was, it was, I was new to this, this process of learning how to be on my own, but yeah. It taught me it taught me well. Life taught me. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I do want to share one more thing. Mm-hmm. So when you were saying about like figuring out what your needs and everything is and taking a bus to work and everything, it drew me back to when I had to decide uh apartment and public transportation or move out on my own and sorry, yeah, apartment and public transportation. Or stay at home and get a car. At that time, I had my green card that I still had in college. And every month, I was finding myself at um, the auto shop because it was always a problem with my car. And it was costing me 700 something, 500 something. And it's like basically taking my money from me. And at that time, I had a car that, I mean, I had a job that wasn't a walk. 
Like I couldn't walk there. Um, and then the time of day it was, it would have been me getting up at 4.30 in the morning to catch this bus so that I can get to that bus so that I can get to this other bus to get to work and then backwards. And it's like, I would have been using all my hours of the day just working, transportation, and eating and sleeping, like no life. So for me, I like wrote down a list of if I had a house, I mean, if I had an apartment, this will be my life. This will be my expensive everything. If I got a car, like a new car, this will be my expenses. This will be everything. So for me at that time, it made sense of getting a car. Like I was even like, if, if I can't live at home anymore, I can live in my car. I can, my job at that time, uh, if you know me, you know what that job was, but there they had a shop. They had showers. They had a cafeteria where they can feed us, like all that stuff. So I was like, I have the job that's given these things. I just need to get to that job. So just like Justin said, like it would be nice if you can buy a house. So then you're feeding into it and you're giving it to yourself. But if you're not in that circumstance and you have to choose right. for me, just choose what makes sense for you. So for you, you were able to commute. So that's you chose the apartment and you had this uh, long life of sharing with sisters, sharing with Yaya, like all these things. So you wanted your own. But me on the flip side, I always, I'm the only girl. So I always have my own room uh, after I got like out of the stage where I want to sleep with my mom. I always have my own room. I always have my own space until college. So then it was like, now I think the cool thing is a car, but also my car got me to the place where I needed to, where I was able to make money to be able to suffice for myself. So um, just, you know, whether you're looking for a car, looking for an apartment, looking for a house, looking for a man, a girlfriend, whatever, it's good to have, it's have, it's good to have your list to write it down and see it in front of you and see for your lifestyle. And the, I love the keyword that Justin used for right now, what makes sense for your what you want and what you need to so Absolutely. don't think about what other people uh may see for you or want because are they paying you the bills? No. Nope. Like I remember even when I was looking for my apartment and I found this, it looked nice in the inside. Um, it was like seven fifty or something. I was like, this is perfect. I could still live my lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. This is when I first got my first job. And people were like, You living there? Mm-mm. So I let a lot of people's judgments of like not bougie yaya. People think I'm bougie, but not bougie. Yeah, I live in there. Like, no, you can't live there. But who's going to help me live elsewhere? Like, this is what I can afford. Right. So just try. Like, if you're 20-something now listening to this or younger or even older, shoot, like, don't let other people's outside voices get to you because those outside voices don't pay your bills. No. They don't feed you. They don't make you poop. Like, live for, <laughs> live for yourself. Live within your means, too. Know your lifestyle and... Go for what it is that you want at the end of the day. Absolutely. I do not agree more, okay? I'm telling you, like I said before, my 20s taught me a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and embrace those lessons and allow them to help you um, figure out how you want to move forward. And speaking of moving forward, now we're going to move to our next segment, which is... The Community News. You like that? <laughs> it's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. I had to make sure I moved my body this time because right. last episode you was mad. <laughs> like a scarecrow, just there. Like, why are you standing there? I was cute, I was though. Okay. But anyway, y'all, we're here. We are here. You know, I 
I keep wearing a lot of tops like this because I'm like, I can see the results. Look at that. Look at that. They can't see. They Sorry, listening. y'all. Y'all got to tune in and look because y'all got to see what my arm has the result of me going to the gym. Look at that. Yeah, and when I feel more comfortable, I'll show y'all my waist beads dropping. I don't want to show y'all on the... I am proud of this show. And you know what I was thinking about the other day? Like, when I was younger, I used to get compliments on my collarbone showing, and I, like, younger, I was like, it just looks gross. But now I'm like, can I get those little bumps back? I can feel it. Yeah, but this is about me. Sorry. I can feel it, you know, but now I'm like, oh, I got to get back to that. I don't want a little tricky me hanging around. Like, you always got on the two top. Damn right. I work hard for this upper body. Okay, we're back for community <laughs> news. So we want to start off by thanking our special yes. guest. We have, for the first time, a poet coming to give us another Another blessing in the same season. Okay, DJ Khaled. <laughs> During our sweet two two three segment, Ayo, Ariel Boy, you amazing is not even the word. Like, can you just can you sign a contract to be <laughs> on our podcast with us? Because you just like hit it off the park nice. every oh, time. I'm just I'm a fan. Like when you write your book, I want a, a signed copy. Seriously, right. DVD. CD, because I like to hear it, you know, like, thank you so much. Dividend. Remember from Fat Albert? Dividend. Yes. DVD, CDs. Oh, they might not have those anymore. But it's okay. Shoot. I do. I can't wait to get home for my vibe. I'm not excited about my t-shirt, but I got a t-shirt, and some of y'all don't. Hump, but, uh, anyway, let me get back. Thank you. Thank you. Like Bow Wow said, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, so much. I can't wait to listen to this episode back because it's just like, anyway, I'm a fan. So just like Beyonce sent me a box, send me a box, Ayo, please. <laughs> yes, I just love it so much. And we want to say thank you to thank you. our brother, Justin. Yes. I didn't expect all that. I didn't either. I did I know not. I know educated because I know nothing and he knows something, but I was like, <laughs> what? Come through. Yeah. You guys know what you know. Like, literally, we did not need any questions. Like, you did a fantastic job. Nervous Just like Nervous and all. Like, whatever it was, like, phenomenal. If I lived in Georgia... I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna come get some property in Georgia just because you you know your you know your beat. He okay? knows his stuff. And yeah. even before this podcast, like I remember when I was, you know, not sure about like if I should speak to a realtor now or anything. Justin posts a lot on his uh, Instagram stories um, about property, um, about you know like looking at stuff, flipping, whatever he's doing, and he just posts repost things too and it's just like like this is so great so i felt comfortable with asking justin the question and i like just from that little bit i was like okay if i ever have questions i'll go back to justin and ask him but this justin another off the park like i did not expect that at all that's what the au do right so thank you so much if you're not already make sure that you follow uh ariel make sure that you follow justin and if you're looking to buy property in the Georgia area, make sure you do it the right way and contact Justin, okay? Yes. He didn't tell us to say that. I'm like, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, if you didn't just scroll down to this part, you know why you should be going along with him. Because some realtors, they just, they, they don't say anything. And, you know, like, you should know where your money is going. You should know, like, be educated about the process. And the fact that he 
sitting on here like we're not his clients we're his friends so like he's just sharing his information with us and with you so if you're like i said if you're in georgia you're looking for property you're looking to sell your house whatever it is make sure that you hit him up and do it the right way and then heading to our next announcement y'all know it is august and it's august or another month so we're gonna do the question of the month and the question of the month for august is what is your favorite form of relaxation relaxation day is august 15th so we would like for you all to let us know what you enjoy doing whether that's shopping whether that's swimming whether that's going for a walk or a hike whatever it is show something let us know and we are going to be giving you just for entering you're going to be entered to win a um what do we call it our self-love journal note to self i cannot believe i almost forgot our own product Anywho. But yes, you'll be interested to win I our can't. self-love journal, note to self. And you can also use that as a form of relaxation. Yeah. Gentlemen, for those of you that have been using it, let the people know how much you enjoy using Yes, and speaking of the word enjoy or using the word enjoy, if you enjoy our podcast, if you enjoy anything that we sell, our marriage from the books to the apparel and our lovely mug. Uh, please leave a comment down below. Uh, send us a DM. We've been taking reviews before, but we stopped for a moment. So if you have any review that we can share um, with people, let us please share with us so that we can post it on our website and our social media outlets um, so that people don't think that we're just making this stuff up about ourselves. Right. And also, <laughs> if you enjoy our podcast, whether you're watching or you're listening, please share the link. I share podcasts all the time, especially if it's just not like, oh, this is a podcast that I listen to make sure you listen to it just because no like i sent you a podcast the other day because i thought it was relevant information and i'll send like hey you might like this interview the, the interview starts at this time frame so even if you do that we don't care just share the knowledge with people um share through text messages whatever platform that you're using just help us get out there Yes, and as we have been asking, as far as getting us out there, if you know of an event, an open mic, please let us know so that we can be there to attend the networking event. Um, any, shoot, I don't know. Anything that you think we'll enjoy, exactly. let us know. Well, our faces need to be pop-up shots. We still want to get into vending more events. And then yeah. somewhere down the line, inviting y'all to have uh, become to one of our events. Like, we're just super excited about the things that Love Loud have in store for the future. And in the meantime, and in between time, let us know what we can be so our faces can be seen and y'all can mix and mingle with the best friend duo, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much, y'all, for tuning into our 13th episode. 14th. 14th episode. Yes, thanks for tuning in with us for this third season. 14th episode mm. with Love Loud. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we will see y'all in two weeks. Stay black. Stay proud.